and widened out into another spacious cavity, seeing which he made his way back to where his ass was, and with a stone began to pick away the clay from the hole, until, in a short time, he made room for the beast to pass easily. And this accomplished, taking him by the halter, he proceeded to traverse the cavern to see if there was any outlet at the other end. He advanced, sometimes in the dark, sometimes without light, but never without fear. "'God Almighty, help me!' he said to himself. "'This that is a misadventure to me would make a good adventure for my master Don Quixote. He would have been sure to take these depths and dungeons for flowery gardens, or the places of Galliana, and would have counted upon issuing out of this darkness and imprisonment into some blooming meadow.' But I, unlucky that I am, hopeless and spiritless, except at every step, another pit deeper than the first to open under my feet and swallow me up for good. Welcome evil if thou comest alone. In this way, and with these reflections, he seemed to himself to have travelled rather more than half a league, when at last he perceived a dim light that looked like daylight, and found its way in on one side, showing that this road, which appeared to him the road to the other world, led to some opening. Here Cide Hamate leaves him and returns to Don Quixote, who in high spirits and satisfaction was looking forward to the day fixed for the battle he was to fight with him who had robbed Dona Rodriguez's daughter of her honor, for whom he hoped to obtain satisfaction for the wrong and injury shamefully done to her. It came to pass, then, that having sallied forth one morning to practice and exercise himself in what he would have to do in the encounter he expected to find himself engaged in the next day, as he was putting Rocinante through his paces, or pressing him to the charge, he brought his feet so close to a pit that, but for reining him in tightly, it would have been impossible for him to avoid falling into it. He pulled him up, however, without a fall, and coming a little closer, examined the hole without dismounting. But as he was looking at it, he heard loud cries proceeding from it, and by listening attentively was able to make out that he who uttered them was saying, Ho! above there! Is there any Christian that hears me, or any charitable gentleman that will take pity on a sinner buried alive, on an unfortunate discovered governor? It struck Don Quixote that it was the voice of Sancho Panza he heard, whereat he was taken aback and amazed, and raising his own voice as much as he could, he cried out, Who is below there? Who is that complaining? Who should be here, or who should complain, was the answer, but the forlorn Sancho Panza, for his sins and for his ill luck, governor of the islands of Barataria, squire that was to the famous knight Don Quixote of La Mancha. When Don Quixote heard this, his amazement was redoubled, and his perturbation grew greater than ever, for it suggested itself to his mind that Sancho must be dead, and that his soul was in torment down there, and carried away by this idea he exclaimed, I conjure thee by everything that was a Catholic Christian, I can conjure thee by, tell me who thou art, and if thou art a soul in torment, tell me what thou wouldst have me do for thee. For, as my profession is to give aid and succour to those that need it in this world, it will also extend to aiding and succouring the distressed of the other, who cannot help themselves. In that case, answered the voice, your worship who speaks to me must be my master Don Quixote of La Mancha. Nay, from the tone of the voice it is plain it can be nobody else. 
Don Quixote I am, replied Don Quixote. He whose profession is to aid and succor the living and the dead in their necessities. Wherefore tell me who thou art, for thou art keeping me in suspense, because if thou art my squire Sancho Panza, and art dead, since the devils have not carried thee off, and thou art by God's mercy in purgatory, our holy mother, the Roman Catholic Church, has intercessory means sufficient to release thee from the pains thou art in, and I, for my part, will plead with her to that end, so far as my substance will go. Without further delay, therefore, declare thyself, and tell me who thou art." By all that's good, was the answer, and by the birth of whomsoever your worship chooses, I swear, Señor Don Quixote of La Mancha, that I am your squire Sancho Panza, and that I have never died in all my life, but that, having given up my government, for reasons that would require more time to explain, I fell last night into this pit where I am now, and Dapple is witness and won't let me lie, for more by token he is here with me nor was this all one would have fancied the ass understood what sancho said because that moment he began to bray so loudly that the whole cave rang again famous testimony exclaimed don quixote i know that bray as well as if i was its mother and thy voice too my sancho wait while i go to the duke's castle which is close by and i will bring some one to take thee out of this pit into which thy sins no doubt have brought thee Go, your worship, said Sancho, and come back quick for God's sake, for I cannot bear being buried alive any longer, and I am dying of fear. Don Quixote left him, and hastened to the castle to tell the duke and duchess what had happened Sancho, and they were not a little astonished at it. They could easily understand his having fallen from the confirmatory circumstance of the cave which had been in existence there from time immemorial but they could not imagine how he had quitted the government without their receiving any intimation of his coming to be brief they fetched ropes and tackle as the saying is and by dint of many hands and much labor they drew up dapple and sancho panza out of the darkness into the light of day a student who saw him remarked that's the way all bad governors should come out of their governments as this sinner comes out of the depths of the pit dead with hunger pale and i suppose without a farthing sancho overheard him and said it is eight or ten days brother growler since i entered upon the government of the island they gave me and all that time i never had a bellyful of victuals no not for an hour doctors persecuted me and my enemies crushed my bones nor had i any opportunity of taking bribes or levying taxes and if that be the case as it is i don't deserve i think to come out in this fashion but man proposes and god disposes and god knows what is best and what suits each one best and as the occasion so that behaviour and let nobody say i won't drink of this water and where one thinks there art flitches there are no pegs god knows my meaning and that's enough i say no more though i could be not angry or annoyed at what thou hearest sancho said don quixote or there will never be an end of it keep safe conscience and let them say what they like for trying to stop slanderers tongues is like trying to put gates to the open plain if a governor comes out of his government rich they say he has been a thief and if he comes out poor, that he has been a noodle and a blockhead. 
They'll be pretty sure this time, said Sancho, to set me down for a fool rather than a thief. Thus talking, and surrounded by boys and a crowd of people, they reached the castle, where in one of the corridors the duke and duchess stood waiting for them. But Sancho would not go up to see the duke until he had first put up Dapple into the stable, for he said that he had passed a very bad night in his last quarters. Then he went upstairs to see his lord and lady, and kneeling before them, he said, Because it was your highness's pleasure, not because of any desert of my own, I went to govern your island of Barataria, which I entered naked, and naked I find myself. I neither lose nor gain. Whether I had governed well or ill, I have had witnesses who will say what they think fit. I have answered questions, I have decided causes, and always dying of hunger, for Dr. Pedro Recio of Tirte Fuera, the island and governor doctor, would have it so. Enemies attacked us by night and put us in a great quandary, but the people of the island say they came off safe and victorious by the might of my arm, and may God give them as much health as there's truth in what they say. In short, during that time I have weighed the cares and responsibilities governings bring with it, and by my reckoning I find my shoulders can't bear them, nor are they a load for my loins, or arrows for my quiver, and so, before the government threw me over, I preferred to throw the government over, and yesterday morning I left the island, as I found it, with the same streets, houses, and roofs it had when I entered it. I asked no loan of anybody, nor did I try to fill my pocket, and though I meant to make some useful laws, I made hardly any, as I was afraid they would not be kept, for in that case it comes to the same thing to make them or not to make them. I quitted the island, as I said, without any escort except my ass. I fell into a pit, I pushed on through it until this morning, by the light of the sun I saw an outlet, but not so easy a one, but that had not heaven sent my master Don Quixote, I'd have stayed there till the end of the world. So now, my lord and lady, duke and duchess, here is your governor Sancho Panza, who, in the bare ten days he has held the government, has come by the knowledge that he would not give anything to be governor, nor to say of an island, but of the whole world, and that point being settled, kissing your worship's feet, and imitating the game of the boys when they say, Leap thou and give me one, I take leap out of the government, and pass into the service of my master Don Quixote, for, after all, though in it I eat my bread in fear and trembling, at any rate I take my fill, and for my part, so long as I'm full, it's alike to me whether it's with carrots or with partridges. Here Sancho brought his long speech to an end. Don Quixote, having been the whole time in dread of his uttering a host of absurdities, and when found him leave off with so few, he thanked heaven in his heart. The duke embraced Sancho, and told him he was heartily sorry he had given up the government so soon, but that he would see that he was provided with some other post on his estate, less onerous and more profitable. The duchess also embraced him, and gave orders that he should be taken good care of, as it was plain to see he had been badly treated and worse bruised. End of chapter fifty five. Recording by Brianna Simmons. Carson City, Nevada. www.simmyspot.blogspot.com.